Hello, it's Lita here from Community Finance Ireland, and welcome to our podcast series. Changemakers are in every community, they're in every city, and they're down every rural road, right across the island of Ireland. This series meets with those amongst us who choose change. Their stories demonstrate what can be done when we work together. And here at Community Finance Ireland, we speak finance, but we hear people, and we really do hope you enjoy listening to them. Hi, it's Lita here from Community Finance Ireland. Earlier this week, we were in Kilchima in County Mayo, where I interviewed and spoke to Brian Mooney, currently the company secretary of IRD. Tell me how you got involved with IRD, the organisation. I got involved about 30 years ago. We were had a community council in the town, and we seemed to be going backwards. They survived on grants, and you get a grant and you build a community centre. And once the grant was gone, you couldn't, the upkeep of the community centre was a problem. The electricity and the painting and the, everything was a cost and there was no money coming in for it. So we had, we had to get a different system. A system that didn't survive only on grants, that made its own money. We also needed a professional on the ground to work with us and to guide us and to apply for whatever we wanted and we ha- would have to get somebody very good. So that meant we needed a fair bit of money to pay them. So we decided on a system that was, had started in Cork uh, under a man called uh, Philip Mullally, and he died since. And he came to meet us. And I explained to him that about our town, that it needed a new system, that the systems that were being used in the small towns certainly weren't delivering. And the system that he had was what we really wanted. We'd be able to employ a professional man or woman and that it would continue because we would have an income from the projects that we'd be selling or leasing. And um, maybe the first year we bought a place on the main street and we turned it into an enterprise centre. It was a three-storey building, which was a big black place. We still have it, and it's full. And it filled very quickly. Those people looking for space, manufacturing space type. And um, then we looked at tourism, and, you know, Kelchamal is a town that has no natural beauty, really. There's no river running through it. There's no beautiful bridge at the end of it. So whatever we were going to create, we had to think it out, know what we wanted, and then try and work with the tourist industry. We had rivers that had fish, and we had lakes that had fish, and we had mountainsides that nobody walked. And, but we didn't have hotels, and we, didn't, we had some bed and breakfasts, but we didn't have enough. And so in the tourism end of it, we had to clean up the whole town, get an architect, and to come in and design the colour of every house in the town, every hall door in the town. What it would be painted if we were to keep to the team we wanted the town to turn into. And we, over two years, we got maybe 60% of the houses painted. Then there was a lot of dereliction in the town, where broken windows and houses that people had immigrated years before. We bought those houses. We got a loan and bought them and did them up and we put people into them, which also gave 
our schools more children is clear the derelict site all through the town. Every second house is nearly derelict. And it, it took the awful look of dereliction. So we decided then that our market square was like a, a public toilet. So we totally, we spent 250,000 on laying a new floor in it and redoing the walls and getting the history of the town up on the walls, the history that was there since 17. 70 and the laws that applied in the town in, are on the up on the walls now and the history of the fair days and the markets that if people were walking around the town that have something to look at and then on each street we went through the trades of that street from say the 1800s up to now you know they could be clog makers or um, Peggy's leg makers or whatever they were tailors blacksmiths and they are still up on each street so the people are walking around the town, well, there's something to look at in the morning. But the big problem was to get people to come into the town, we needed hotels. We had a hotel in the town that was an old style hotel that was closed for years and years. It was only open one day a month and a chiropodist would come to pair the toenails of the people that would go into. And we tried to get somebody to buy it and invest and we went to meet people in London that had immigrated and we got one. And they came in and they invested and they ran a brilliant hotel, upgraded it, beautiful hotel, the Caledon Hotel. And it's flying since, with different owners now, but the infrastructure is there. So once the infrastructure is there, it'll be run. And then we figured we needed a, a bigger hotel for weddings, to, if we're going to get weddings into the town and big functions. And we talked to nearly every hotelier in the country. No, 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 not in Kulchima. So we offered a free site, service site, rode into it, everything there, if they would build a hotel. And we got somebody and they built the park hotel. And the Park Hotel now is a huge big ballroom with, that it see three or three hundred or more for a function. And they have different bars. And they started bringing in tours uh, all during the summer from, say, May on. There'd be tour tours come, which would be new to a small town like this. And it's amazing all the people that work in it. They have over 40 full-time people working in it. Um, so it created jobs. We got them to buy their goods locally if they needed meat, to buy it at the local butchers, not to leave. And they were part of us helping us to, to develop, to support the local. And uh, one thing that proved a point to me, you know, after years of... I called over to, to the Park Hotel one evening and there was a, a Japanese tour in, tour in for the night. And I saw them getting on the bus around half eight. And I said, are they going? And the girl said, no, they're going up to the traditional music up the town. They go up every Monday night. Each tour goes up. And it proved that the circle of development from the Greenfield site they got to the people who built it, they were people working in the town, to the staff that are there, the chefs and, and the waiters and everybody who's involved in the hotel. Uh, and then you got the tours coming in. And now the tours were going up the town, spending their money in the local bars. And that, to me, was a circle we needed to fill. 
And it was one of the nicest times to see, well, at least we did something right. Then we'd, we needed jobs. We had our own little um, centre started up on the main street, but people were growing out of it. We had one company that came in there one time and they said, would you have two desks for two staff to do whatever they wanted to do? And yes. And when, when would they be ready? I said, they're ready next Monday if you want them. This was on a Friday. And they came in. And within maybe six or seven years, there were up to 38 people. And then they were too big for where we were. So they bought another place in town. And now they'd have the guts of 100 there. Why are they there? Because we had two desks waiting for them. And they, they did, we didn't say, come back in a year and we'll make do in the building. And then as time went by, we figured on more jobs that the manufacturing was really easing down a little. It was more offices. And that's the direction we should be going. But it was, it, it was a difficult decision because we got an architect to give us an idea of a plan and for offices. And it worked out seven or eight million, which is a lot for a community group. And, but we had the professional management that had worked very well and is still working very well and totally in control. And I'd go through, i take on anything as long as we have good management that they'll support us. And eventually we decided on building the unit we're filming in today now, this place here, and it cost us got to seven million. And didn't it, it was finished just as the recession was coming in, just as it was starting. And it was here like no one in it. Yeah. And eventually we, we could meet the repayments from our other businesses because we'd never go into anything unless we were sure we could meet it if everything went wrong. And that was another key to succeeding. And once the recession started to ease, and we were in the highways and byways looking for people to come in and put their offices here, and uh, one or two came in, and then one big one came in, and nearly of a shot, the shot would be within a year it filled, and it's full today. And now we're after buying the land adjoining this building, and maybe the next generation, when the time comes, will have land to expand, or maybe before I retire it might happen, I doubt it, but at least land only comes for sale once every two or three generations. This land came for sale, it didn't suit us, but it was the time to buy it, right beside our own building, so as we'd be able to expand in 20 years or 30 years. What surprises people when they come to visit Kilchima and they have a look at some of the projects that IRD have been involved in? Well, when, when people come here for the first time, probably somebody has told them that there's a big development going on in Kilchima with a voluntary group. And, and we love to see people come, and I've been all over the country at public meetings trying to enthuse people to get involved. But when they come, they're really a bit gobsmacked about the level of investment that we have, you know, and had the guts to take it on and to break the idea that small towns have to die. They don't have to die. The main streets don't have to be dead. If the shops are closed on the main streets, we show that we bring people in to live in them, turn the light on 
and let them send their children to the school that'll keep another teacher there. All that has to be changed and these are things they go back with because most towns that they come from, they're suffering from dereliction now, you know, on the main streets. I suppose the first thing that hits them is, well, how did you do it? Or, or why can't we do it in our town? And, and I always say the same thing. It's a different system. It's a system that you have to have an income coming in from something you develop to fund the managers and fund the projects. And that's why I feel it works. Um, and also you want to get good, surrounded by good go-ahead people. That they, They're not afraid of the brick wall in front of them. There's usually a brick wall put in front of us every time we want to do something. And we either have to go through it or around it. And you need people but bottle that are not afraid and that doesn't listen to the odd begrudger. Let them at it. Let the begrudgers at it. But keep going. And uh, I think that they go back and they're very enthused and they feel that they could do something the same. And they can. Everybody can do it. But pick good people. Pick somebody who was in the musical society who brought it to a good level. Or somebody in the GA that brought the GA to a great level. Because they're the drivers that are in each group. And I would say to somebody, look, you are very involved in whatever you're involved in. You've made a great job. Will you come with us for a year or two and go back then to what you love? Basketball or scouts or whatever it is. But work with me for two years to complete this little project. And I did that on lots of things. I was 20, I'm 20, I was 20 years chairperson from the day it started. And, uh, and it has carried on and thrived since I left the chair. And then I'm just going to ask you finally, um, the, the funding process itself, just, you know, getting the money, um, talk, to, talk to us about how that works, like okay. creative in, funding in, solutions, I suppose, is part of it, isn't it? Well, in the beginning we had no money, yeah. and we asked the community, would they donate, this is 28 years ago nearly, would they donate two euros a week? out of their salary and they did and we had and we were collecting enough to fund our manager and we said we want it for four years and after four years we should have it if we're good enough we'll have a generation enough to keep it the show on the road till we get our buildings built and within four years we were generating good money from rents from properties that we bought that were now enterprise centres from houses, social housing, and whatever it was. And the standing orders finished four years, and we are on our own since. Now we get, if we're doing something, we go to the leader company and say, look, we're doing a project, and will you assist us? And they usually do. We get an awful lot of assistance from our county council, our county councillors and our county council, county council staff, they couldn't be more helpful. Um, everybody that we went in the agencies, government agencies, have been always dying to help, you know. And they're dying to hear new projects. You know, we have a railway line going down at the back of this building and it's 50 years idle. There hasn't been a thing on it, only weeds. And we decided, well, maybe we could, if we got something going, we could bring tourists in. 
and we saw this fellow rail that's in, in, in Germany, in France, where people pedal on the tracks. But he needed a big lot of money to clean the tracks and change some of the sleepers. And, and we're in the middle of doing that now. But everything that's, that's in our area that could be turned into something for tourists, or something for jobs, we're constantly waiting. Or somebody comes in with an idea, and we have an idea what you should do. It's great to hear that. And I always ask those people who, who come in with an idea, will you get involved with us on the idea? And they often do, and sometimes they don't. Uh, Brian, thank you very much for joining us here and for welcoming us to Kilchima in County Mayo. IRD are doing great things and we're, we're delighted to hear the story. And that was Brian Mooney, Company Secretary of IRD, speaking to us uh, live from Kilchima, County Mayo. From our team at Community Finance Ireland, thank you to those volunteers and leaders who spent time sharing their success and determination. We hope you found some useful insights while listening here. Their stories demonstrate that dreamers are always welcome in our communities. You may be a dreamer today, but you too could be the change maker of the future. Be sure to subscribe to this series and tune in to hear our next story coming soon. <laughs>